What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Kyle Coster Show. My name is Kyle Coster. My guest today is Kevin Franson. He's an analyst on Sirius XM's MLB Network radio channel. Plus, he's been the Phillies radio analyst since 2018. Next Thursday, he and Steve Phillips will host a special MLB Network radio pregame show from the field at the Field of Dreams. They'll speak with players, managers, any celebs that may be in attendance in advance of the big game there in Dyersville. I'm very excited to speak with him about this. And it's very meaningful too, because his story is intensely personal. This is a trip that means a lot to him. And I'm looking forward to hearing his perspective, both on what this upcoming event is going to mean to him personally and how it fits into a larger story between he and his brother. I know that this upcoming trip to the Field of Dreams holds a lot of importance to you and a lot of significance, and it won't just be another road trip. So I'd like to offer you the opportunity to bring me on that story wherever you see fit and why well, this is such an important um, you know, trip for you. First of all, like being able to play baseball has been like one of the greatest things ever, right? And I think you find comfort in a lot of things, movies, books, whatever it may be, music. Um, sports are always, sports is the same type of thing. Uh, then you add in a movie that uh, is significant. Like you, you look at, you look at what major league baseball has done in the last few years and you do the, the little league, you know, world series stuff. Uh, they add in this game and it's one of those where you're like, man, that'd be so sweet to go to. Uh, how many times have you seen field the dreams? It's like, well, probably about a billion. Right. And, uh, when that movie happens to be something significant within your life, uh, 
look, it's not just about the movie. It's about like just things that are said. Uh, my brother battled cancer off and on for 19 years. And um, I would say the last, oh man, from about eight, 18 years old on, um, I, I think we had, the previous time was 10. So it was 6, 10, 18, 22, 24. That's when he had it. Um, so 10, you're not really going to come up with any sayings in your mind, I think, uh, or anything. And if you do, I mean, you're, you're pretty brilliant. Um, <laughs> but when he was 18 and he got uh, re-diagnosed with Wilms tumor again, uh, it was just another kick in the nuts for him. Uh, apologize, but that's just how it was. Uh, he had a scholarship opportunities to go play tennis at a bunch of colleges and he chose to go to LMU to be a uh, Loyola Marymount in LA to be a walk-on and when that was taken away from him and this new battle started it was just like what else do I have to do um, and he always reverted back to go the distance never give up and it was go the distance and from field of dreams and then never give up part from Jim, Jim Valvano and so above his bed for the last six, seven years of his life, uh, a family friend um, had made up a sign and it was go the distance, never give up. And every day he would wake up and that was just like his, his thought process. So um, when Jacob and Jordan asked me to do this, I was like, seriously? Like I get to like, I don't know. That was the first thought I had. I was like, like they had no clue. Like this wasn't even in my thought process that I would be asked to do something like this. Uh, and literally the first thing, this is that like, I think about my brother all the time, but it's like the first thing I, I go is like, Oh my God, like I get to be there. Like I get to be at that spot that like, you know, whether the, the, the words were spoken there or not, doesn't matter. It's about the, the place you know, in that movie that took place there. So, um, I don't know. I, the go the distance means so many different things for so many different people. But for me, it's just like, just go the distance, go through the battle, go through whatever it is, go the, um, you know, the extra mile knowing that it's going to be painful, you know, and that was what my brother dealt with. It's going to be painful. It's going to have, it's, absolute like the euphoric moments of like just being wow this is great i'm over it you know i got through it uh and it's also gonna drop you down um to you know moments of of being um completely tested so we got we had these red bands that this um made right after he passed away in, in 0405 uh the bands were were made he passed away in september of 04 uh, and, and the bands were red bands and it said, go the distance, never give up. And it became the motto for not only for my brother's, you know, fight, but it became the motto for our family's foundation. Once he passed away and we were trying to keep his legacy on, I had worn the same, uh, same red band for five, six, so five, six, seven, three, about three years, three and a half years playing in all these games just diving doing whatever it's still there we're in a game in miami uh we're facing don Trell that day so another bay area guy that i knew well but it was a wraparound game so it was a monday game there's like 500 people in the stands i'm playing shortstop i make a diving play in the hole i come up to throw 
and I looked down and I, cause I was like, Oh man, it broke. And I'm like, like, I, I stopped the play. I was like this, like, I just got crushed. So when Jordan and, and Jacob, Jacob had asked me to do this, I just sent him a text and it was a picture of my wrist that I had tattooed on there. It says, go the distance, never give up. And my brother, my brother's date that he passed. And I'm like, you guys have no idea. Like out of the blue, I'm like, you guys have zero idea how much this means. You know, like it, it just like a, just a random act of, of going to do even a job. But it was like never, never even thought process. I was actually going to have a chance to go there. So. Well, I think, you know, the movie is in and of itself an extremely emotional watch. I mean, it's almost like it, it doesn't hide about what it's going to do, right? It's going to try uh, to, you yeah. know, going to try to thread the needle about present baseball, which is about your relationship with your father, with your brother, with your sister. It's yeah. just going to distill it down to like the most, you know. It is so, it is so level, individualized. Right? It is that movie is so individualized to everybody. Yeah, because and I, not 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 the same. Everybody has a different, you know, for the most part, has a different father and mother and and uh, and brother, sister, whatever it may be, and that's who you. Because I've always I've always, it, I like I almost equated to like when people say I hate it when people say oh I know how you feel once you're like you're you you know someone passes I know what you're going through and no you don't. And I don't know what you've gone through before either, because that it was my relationship with my brother. That was my personal relationship. Well, same thing goes with that movie, right? It is your, it's the, it, it, you can't tell me who I'm thinking of when I watch that movie. You know, I, I think most people know now, but I mean, like for the most part, it, it, you're just not going to tell me because everybody's different. When everybody watches that movie, I feel like, pretty much 99% of every movie that's ever been created, you, you know who it's for and what that relationship is for. I 100% agree. And I was thinking about when, when thinking about what to ask you was that obviously that story is so powerful. It's such a, you know, like unmistakable, like this is the connection. This is going to be a powerful moment. But even in my own life, it, it makes me think of my own family, my grandmother who lives down the road uh, in Iowa. The one time we went there and there's little six or seven year old me out there taking cuts with an aluminum bat in, in jeans. Uh, and then the newspaper editor said that my parents uh, were passengers on the casino riverboat, which if you knew my parents, it would it was hilarious because that just wasn't the type of people that they were. <laughs> so I think that when this event is going on, yes, the baseball game will have importance in the standings, but it's going to be yeah. thousands upon thousands of people <laughs> reflecting on their own relationship with. Oh my God. Place. Yeah. I think it's just the energy level is going to be really insane from the moment you step on the grounds to the moment that you leave. Like, and the crazy spiritual stuff, everything, you know, because since that movie's gone on, I'm, you know, so many people, families have, you know, had so many loved ones that have been lost that shared the same love for that movie. Um, and again, not only the same love for that movie, but just a different thought process of what that movie meant to, like, you know what I mean? Like just who they equated it to. Uh, I try to limit. I've already tried to limit like my thoughts on like, what am I, what am I going to do when I get there? When I, 
because I don't want I don't want to think about it I just want it to naturally happen like once I get there I'm just like beyond excited for the opportunity to do it you know and I think so many people that have the opportunity to go there I think would say the same thing go in there with like no oh man got to see the farmhouse, got to see where the, you know, where the little one fell off the, you know, the bench and all this stuff. You're like, no, just go in there and just see where it takes you because that's what the movie does. It sees, it's where it takes you. It, there's no preconceived, like what I'm going to do, who I'm going to think about in, you know, while I'm watching this movie. Yeah, and, it's the same thing that goes for going there. And it's it, Terrence Mann speaks about it at the end where he talks about the people, when, why people will come, they'll drive up the driveway not knowing why they're there. They'll kind of ramble around and it'll happen organically. So I think I really, you know, like it's, it's, it's a movie. Isn't that like one of the most powerful, like Ter- Terrence Mann, I mean, you, you, you couldn't have had a better character or better, better character, better person to play that character in Terrence Mann. Um, the speeches are powerful and like whether you remember every single word there's certain things that resonate and it's like the voice resonates right and it's like man am i going to think about his voice when uh <laughs> you know when you go there i mean there's so many things that, that go on and you're like man that whole that that movie more than anything is is as powerful as it is a a sports movie but like just for the difference in um the way everybody remembers it like remembers a different scene and remembers a, a different moment a different uh, you know like if you build it they will come you will come and you're like holy crap is that what i'm gonna think about you know or you know go the distance like all that stuff it's like which part do you which part do you think about you know <laughs> when you think feel the dreams I think go the distance, that's just me. But again, everybody, because there's so many powerful moments, so many powerful words that are spoken in that. Um, yeah, I just, I, I don't know. It's just, it's crazy. Do you think it's going to be difficult to control your emotions? I mean, maybe not on the broadcast, but nah. look, there's so many things that have happened since my brother passed away that uh, got a number one. I love talking about him. Like people go, sorry about your brother. I'm like, no, I love talking about him. You know, it's uh, a fighter, everything that happened, right? And uh, as much as he pissed me off as a brother, he was there for everything. And and uh, so when you talk about like, oh, is it gonna be hard to control emotions? Like, how about this? So he was a, he was a parrot head, right? He, he loved Jimmy Buffett. Uh, my, my uncle and him, my uncle got him locked in on Jimmy Buffett years and years ago. And his birthday this year uh, at Citizens Bank Park, Philadelphia, PA, was Margaritaville night. And I'm like, it was like, you're 17 years away from, you know, him passing away. And it's another one of those moments where you're like, thank you. Like, because you don't stop thinking about him, you know? And the, the emotions of, of him being gone, those hurt always. You know, the emotions of him not being able to meet his, his uh, niece or nephew, it hurts. But there's always those moments where uh, something pops up where you're not looking for it. And you go, all right, got it. <laughs> so that's what, I, that's what I think. I've, I'm so used to it 
I feel like I'm, I'm, I feel like I've been blessed. I've had so many moments where I'm like, you're here, you know, that it's one of those that I'm like, I'm just going to enjoy it. I'll have goosebumps like I do right now talking to you about it. Um, yeah, that, that, that's the, I don't know. That's the stuff that makes me so happy because it just makes me feel like it, it's true. They're always there. Yeah. And I, 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 I know what you're talking about when you, when you experience loss, uh, you get to relive those moments. You get to have more moments with people who have passed on some good, some bad. Yeah. We're grateful to have that experience. And I can't tell you how many nights out at the ballpark I've had or nights out at the movies or whatever it may be with friends or loved ones who aren't there anymore because I know that they would have enjoyed that experience. And there's always yeah. kind of that shadow around that can be really comforting if you find it is so comforting the best out of it. So, so my brother, my brother was, um, so we were called in in May of, of Oh four. Uh, he'd gone through so much crap and the doctors just said that he was, this was it. This was, you know, priest came in all this stuff and he was in a coma and, um, I that day and night just losing it losing everything because I was just like I didn't get enough of that ending with them well family's coming in and I I don't know what happened but like he popped up at like eight eight or nine o'clock at night and he like looked around the room and it was like F that I there's some people here that haven't been around in a while like mm -mm, not happening uh and so that was may he ended up passing away in september and i think that moment there in that night and that day and dealing with it that was like that last hurrah as far as not even a hurrah but like the last emotional true loss moment um because i knew it was in in inevitable um, and then, you know, the next few months, whether being drafted and, and leaving and getting hurt and coming back, I spent every, it felt like every waking moment with him. Uh, so I had my somewhat of a closure. And I think, I, I think a part of that has those moments, why those moments are so powerful and not like the crushing missing you moments, because I had enough, like we knew, you know what I mean? Like we, we had those those extra months. We got those extra months. We got the extra credit. We got the the time that um, you can't ever explain, and and I think that helps me deal with those moments of, you know, like the May May nineteenth Margaritaville night in Philadelphia, PA. You know, it's like holy, all right, it, it, like it fires me up. It almost like you know where people get sad on those. It's like yeah, like because I just I just know and it make it it gives me goosebumps all every time and. I, I will not hide them. And I love it. I think, I think you do everybody a great service when you speak openly and honestly like this and share this part of your world with people. I mean, I think we should do more of that. I mean, I feel it's a very good way. Like everybody knows what it's like to experience loss. Everybody knows what it's like to experience joy. Like if we can speak candidly about what we're going through, that's just going to make us better and feel a little bit more connected well what is it i mean like more than anything like brother sister relationships brother brother relationships sister sister relationships 
they're all different, right? It goes back to that whole thing. They're all different. They're all yours. They're all personal. Um, and me pissing my brother off made me so happy. Me getting praised by my brother made me so happy. Me getting crushed by my brother, like the things that, like there's certain things that do. And it's like, I know everyone's relationship is different, but if you could find that happiness and like what, you know, like as a little brother, like there's nothing better than just like poking the bear a little bit more and more. And I miss those days, but I also remember those days. And it like, I kind of like laugh. It just, it, I don't know. Not one day make, you know, I'm happy that he's gone. Never. Um, I find salt. Like I, I really find comfort in knowing that, he is in no no longer any any pain um and that helps out quite a bit you know and and when we always said that you know he died um he retired that's what we, we've always described it as our family he retired he's he was a long that was a long journey right there for him and and uh yeah it just it it sucks because i know my parents they you know they deal with with uh us being gone now and you know from San Jose California to, to Philadelphia and you know they miss it, it, it's an empty nest so to speak you know with us not being around anymore um and especially with the loss of of, of D that uh I I know that they're going they always go through stuff they don't have what I have as far as I, I would never call it a joy but it uh I don't even know the word to describe it. I, I just know they don't have the same when things like that happen. I know my mom gets emotional about it. I just, I smile ear to ear because it just makes me feel so good. What can you tell me about the foundation that, that you have and what some of the goals are and how people can get involved? Uh, so we started this um, right after he passed away. It was a bunch of, you know, my, my parents and then a bunch of his friends. And uh, we've had some family friends you know, get involved as well. Um, we wanted to keep his spirit alive and he touched so many people. Um, as far as his battle, like it was, he was, he was selfless. Like he would go to a bunch of little league games, you know, family friends that their kids were there. And, um, the day hospital at Stanford, Lucille Packard children's hospital, he'd go and, um, you know, his attitude was always the same as far as like let's get let's get after it let's do things so some of the foundation's money has gone to the day hospital at stanford um to get couches or, or uh recliners in there so he hated doing his chemo and like these god-awful chairs or a bed he hated the bed um so purchasing those was was a big deal um our main thing is is dealing with kids that um have battled through adversity mostly, you know, through illness or, or, or what, whatnot, but continue to thrive in school and sport uh, from high school and give them, you know, scholarship money every year. Uh, because my brother's disability, if you want to call it that, um, never stopped him from anything. So uh, we enjoy kids that have that same fight. And again, it's not the same fight, it's a different fight, whether, you know, it's cancer, whether it's uh, losing a love, like losing a parent, um, losing, you know, a leg, you know, but continuing to say, eh, whatever, and keep going forward. We love that. We get all these 
Um, so it started out as high school sports focus was a, a Bay Area uh, television show. Robert Bronstein um, did it. It was high school sports. It was on Friday nights every, every week. And it started when I was in high school or when my brother was in high school. And it's now gone on so so long it's so much it's gone to cal high sports and it's uh basically ran by the the 49ers now and robert's still doing it so they do a feature every week on a on a, a kid um and almost all of them are given to us to watch and vote on you know to, to give the scholarships and so um keeping a spirit alive has been number one and by doing that with the chairs with the scholarships we we give money to programs at uh, Lucille Packard uh, Children's Hospital as well for like the Cheers program. Uh, we, we've sent like little girls in the, uh, man, a group of 10 of them, multiple, I don't know, 10 plus years in a limo to the mall to get makeovers and stuff that, have, that are battling stuff and, and not being able to get out. Um, and, and then we have our endowments over at, at Bellarmine uh, and Santa Clara. And yeah, so you can go to 19forlife.org and the website has everything. We have two, two fundraisers every year. And obviously this year was, uh, we couldn't do our bocce ball tournament, which is our big one. Um, you know, and, and we've had just incredible support from so many different people, um, whether it's been the Phillies and, and it's crazy like this weekend with David Montgomery going on the wall of fame for, or just being recognized again for his hall of fame induction uh with the phillies i got released in in 2014 and signed on with the washington nationals 14 15 16 17 18 and i finally got back with the organization as a broadcaster in 19 parts of 18 but like david montgomery made it a point every year to give money to our foundation and uh, it just, it, you know, there's certain things that just continue to tie in and the support, the Dean family with the Giants have been nothing but uh, incredible uh, to us. Um, and so it, it just continues on. Our goal is to, you know, keep it going so we don't forget that and we don't forget D. What's it like when you get a win in that department? As far as just seeing the hard work pay off or when you see like, the benefit of what you're doing or, you know, what, what do you essentially, what do you, what do you get out of your involvement in this? What is the best part of it? Knowing I'm getting a head nod or we are getting a head nod from my brother. It's like, yep. Thank you. You know, it's like, that's the feeling of uh, reaching out to some of these kids and uh, families that were able to help is being a man for others, being a man and woman for others. That's was our motto at, at Bellarmine um, is, you know, you're doing, you're doing work for other people. You're doing, it's never, but it should be satisfying for yourself. It's going to hurt, but it's satisfying for, it should be, you know, helping others. And um, it's not about the um, look at me stuff. Like the most proud, like this is, I've had, I've had conversations about this. The most proud I've ever been is, is being a, a Roberto Clemente uh, finalist, you know, with the, with the Giants. Um, because I did a lot of work, obviously with 19 for Life, but going to the hospitals and stuff and, and seeing it. I almost take like more appreciation with that than anything in my career because 
I still to this day think it's it's it sucks that um, you look at all those Roberto Clemente guys that are always on the you know on the list and and especially all the finalists they're always the richest guys they're always the you know the one percenters in the league and yeah they have the means to do it you know it, it helps out it's not about that it should never be about that I think guys like myself the utility guys the relievers the the you know the third starters four starters the non-all-star guys that aren't signing these huge contracts that continue to do so much work get you know, overshadowed because of the great work that other, the, the guys with, you know, a little bit more money are doing and using. So I know that deep down we, we've raised over a million dollars and given away close to that. And that's as proud of, you know, as, as anything I could be because um, we want to continue to grow it. And that's, that's, that's the main thing. That's the, that's the whole, that's the whole thing when it comes to, um, having a foundation, having an organization is to be able to raise money, to give that money, <laughs> you know, to, to make sure that it's, it's not ours. It's, it's for the next person. And that's a huge deal. So for my last question, I kind of want to veer here in toward the broadcast booth and, and talk about how do you feel that you've improved in the two and a half or three years that you've kind of been on the scene uh, analyzing the game and speaking about it on, on television. What do you think uh, you've, you've learned and, and how have you applied it? I've learned that your first thought, not always the best thought. <laughs> Doesn't always come out right. So a little bit of patience on that. Um, I've also learned that my energy is infectious and that um, being true to myself is that's the only thing that truly matters. Um, you know, you don't have to be an all-star to be a great analyst. And I've always believed that. So I've always felt like I'm way ahead of schedule on that, that one, because everyone wants to hear that. Oh, what does this guy think? It's like, those guys, those guys think differently in general. They can't think like the, the guy that's had to grind it out all the time. And so bringing that perspective out, I think is, you know, knowing as Charlie Manuel always used to say, he's like, know thyself. Hey, I know myself. I was a student of the game. I watched the games. I, I sat next to Roy Halliday and, and talked pitching with him, you know, not being a pitcher, but just talking because why? Because I was like, that guy is ridiculously great. He's a Hall of Famer. I'm going to learn everything I can. Barry Bond, same thing. You know, so I'm going to bring out stories or whatever that may not pertain to you as as the um the audience but if you're listening it will pertain to you if it may if that makes sense you know what i mean like i'm not i, I don't know there's certain things that i don't think people resonate with me because i wasn't a great player I was, you know what i don't care i was a big leaguer and, and no one's ever going to take that away from me and there's a reason i was there it wasn't just because of hard work it's like you're talented you have the ability to do certain things you know um so as an analyst, I think being a little bit more patient too with certain things, um, I, I don't know. It's not, hard to, it's not hard to prep for a game. Let's just say that. You're prepping for a big league baseball game. Like how tough is that? You know, you're watching a, a, a guy's previous start. You're like, you're like, why would you do that? It's like, I like knowing what's going on. Like I know that, 
I watch all these games, but I mean, like, I want to watch, I want to like, it, it, same thing as playing, same thing as coaching. You, you, you can never get like, you can never be content with being just, that's who you are. You got to be, you know, willing to get better, willing to go outside the cover zone, whether you believe in analytics or you don't, you got to study some of it. You got to understand it because the, the analytics have been great for the game, but they also haven't been great. And we know that, but as far as like the information that is given, like, why not study about, it? like learn up about it. Um, so it's just, I, I don't know. I just feel like I, I continue to grow. Like, I don't think there's how I've gotten better is I feel like I've let myself continue to grow. I think that's the biggest thing. Um, do I know everything? No, but I, I want to try. You know, that's the biggest thing is I want to, like, there is always that, that spot in, in, in our world to continue every day to get better. Well, part of that as, a, as an analyst is not being so locked into your era. Like, you need to go different spots and try to feel, go out of your comfort zone, find out what's going on. I, I don't like talking pitching until I ask the guys that, what they're really thinking about, because I don't know all of it with pitching. I know some of it, but I have like, I, I feel like I have like that much knowledge of pitching, you know, when it comes down to the grand scheme of things, because ultimately there's that much more you got to continue to go find and get better at. So that's where I feel like with, with my, my analyst work, <laughs> keep going. All right. That's Kevin Franzen. He will be on Sirius MLB network radio at the field of dreams game next week. We look forward to that and really enjoy your time there. And I appreciate your time today. Uh, it's been awesome. Thank you for letting me talk about it. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.